Good evening. Welcome to you, whether you're in person or online. Good evening to our online viewers as well. Ash Wednesday marks the start of our Lenten journey. This is the beginning. We have a Lenten resource for you as well, uh, provided by the church. We would love for you to just journey through Lent with us as a church. So we have that Ash Wednesday um, or the Lenten um, resource as well, the booklet, so you can grab one of those as you exit there um, at the back near the offering plates. Join us now as we move from death to resurrection. Let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you are able and join me now in our responsive call to worship. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Let us worship God. Bow your heads in prayer with me now. You do indeed have mercy upon us, O God, and fashion us according to your benevolent design. You instill within us the seeds of your righteousness and foster our growth through the gift of your Son. You enhance our efforts when we seek to be faithful and hinder us when we stray from your will. As you open our lips, our mouths will declare your praise. As you bring us the word, we will worship your name. Amen.
You may be seated. Please join me now in our responsive prayer of confession. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Hear now the silent prayers of our hearts. Amen. Those who desire may come forward to receive an imposition of, ash, of ashes as a sign of penitence, not only for our individual sin, but also in recognition of our complicity in the sin of the world. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. We'll have two stations. Uh, if you, you can pick either side and come up when you're ready. Pastor?
Hear now the promise of God. I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you'll be clear from all of your uncleanliness. And from all of your idols, I will cleanse you. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Friends, the promises of God are true. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Live now as a new people, free to love God and free to love your neighbor. Amen. I want to invite you to pull out the Bible you brought with you, fire up your mobile phone app, uh, or use one of our pew Bibles, and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 through 21. 
Hear now the word of the Lord. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that you may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, have they received their reward? But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, have they not received their reward? But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. Your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where, mo where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For wherever your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The word of the Lord. If you would, bow your heads in prayer with me. Heavenly Father, in a time where we have just been reminded of how fragile life is, we've just been reminded of where we've come and where we shall return, help us to orient our hearts and minds to this word, Lord. Bring us into your presence, Father, so we can receive and hear the word this evening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to frame this evening's sermon around this question. What posture do we take as we enter Lent? What posture do we take as we enter Lent? Now, Jesus poses the next question, I guess. Is our reward in public religious practice, or is our reward in heaven? We have these three statements that Jesus frames for us. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward, but your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Those people's public displays, isn't that the reward, Jesus says? But you who has no public display, you who does in secret, will receive your reward from the Father. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus says, don't, don't give in public to be seen. Don't give in public to be acknowledged by others. Give because that is how you give glory to God. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't pray in public as a show. Pray in private to draw near 
to God. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't fast to receive praise. Fast as a form of praise. Those who look for rewards here on earth will find them. Those aren't the rewards, though, we're looking for, are they? That's not what we're about. Store your treasure in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart also will be. So I think we have to ask the question, do we come to church to be seen? Do we come to church to hear? Or do we come to church to go out and do? Do we come to church to be seen by others? Or do we come to church to see Jesus? Ash Wednesday marks the start of Lent, very literally for us, where our focus starts with the ashes of death. The words, you are dust, and to dust you shall return, have been stated over and over and over again. I, I couldn't say it to the kids as you're loved by Jesus, you're a loved child of God. But it's true, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But on this day, on this day, we move our gaze from our mere humanity to our resurrected life in Jesus Christ. This day marks a change of practice where we stop looking at the rewards here and we start looking at the rewards up there. Ash Wednesday is not a day to be marked for others to see. This is not for a selfie on Facebook. This is not for Instagram. This is not to go out and go shopping and show off. It is a day where we're marked with the hope we have in the resurrected Lord. This is a mark of hope. Morality does not have a grip on us. We can celebrate that our reward is in heaven. So our Lenten posture, it should be less about religion. It should be less about what we do here in the church, and more about following Jesus, more about Jesus. So why, why then do we give up for Lent? Did anyone give up for Lent? Uh, we went to Upper Crust, and uh, Frank and Veronica said, man, pizza's slow tonight. Everyone's ordering salads, right? It's that day. But for them, they were dishing up lots of salads, because so many people gave up that lovely, fatty, cheesy, meaty, carb-filled meal. Um, I still had pizza, but I, I gave up potato chips and Coke because, well, probably because my doctor will tell me to eventually anyways. But why, why do we give up on Lent? We give up to redirect our focus on Jesus. We talked about this this past Sunday, reorienting our gaze, changing our gaze, right? Our gaze to Jesus. But it's an important reminder that all we do should be centered around Jesus, so much so that it's put on our forehead. Lenten study brings us to the feet of the cross. Lenten study brings us to the feet of Jesus. Lenten study brings us all the way through the wilderness with Jesus, leads us to fast with Jesus, leads us to a posture of being more Christ-focused, to die to our old way of life, and to start a new way of life with Christ Jesus. So why do we give up? We give up to acknowledge that our reward is in heaven. Yes, the ash on our forehead reminds us of our humanity, but that's just the start. Today is just the starting point. Now we go out from these walls and we break the trend. When our Lenten posture is about Jesus, we realize that everything else on earth 
is dust. Everything else is dust when our Lenten posture is on Jesus. I, I'm sorry to tell you I am, but we, we aren't taking our houses with us. We're not taking our cars with us, guys. I know, it's tough. Cars are staying. All the money in those accounts, guess what? Staying here. So we then reorient ourselves. And we say that Lenten practices, they're not about rewards here on earth, are they? They remind us that our reward is far greater in heaven. Why then do we give up? We give up to bring glory to God. It's easy to make Lenten practices about us, isn't it? We say, well, I, I want to exercise. I'm going to start exercising. There, there's some benefits there, right? We start looking strong, waistline slims, our pants fit us again. Uh, it's awesome. It's a great experience. Or I, I'm going to eat, eat out less. Um, going to McDonald's, uh, Happy Meal is $10 now. Like, let's eat out less and save some money. Or you know how that Amazon guy knows us by name and comes every day four times? Um, let's stop, stop shopping on Amazon and manage our personal finances better. So there are, I mean, those are good things, right? Losing weight, saving money, not shopping on Amazon five times a day. Those things are all good. But those are things we give up for us. So instead of giving up to bring glory to ourselves, Instead of giving up for the earthly benefits or rewards, let us give up to bring glory to God. Let us give up to bring glory to God. So the ash on our forehead reminds us that we are claimed by God. You are a beloved child of God. When we give up, when we start new practices, when we take part in the Lenten journey and read the booklet that we've been gifted or read Jesus' calling or go to our YouVersion Bible or the Bible Project, and we take part in these Lenten practices, this Lenten journey, we do this to give glory to God. Now, we are already focusing on experiencing God in new ways. How, how can we experience God in new ways? We are celebrating our resurrected life in Jesus. So the ash on our forehead, it's not for others to see, is it? I mean, you can share it. It's okay. It's okay to, well, post a picture on Facebook. I'm sure it's going to happen. But that's not, that's not the point. It's not for others to see. Our Lenten practices then shouldn't shouldn't be ones that lead us to being seen either. Our Lenten practices don't need to be broadcast. Those Lenten practices should lead us to Jesus. So they're not for us, right? They're for Jesus. This Lent, we will journey then with Jesus along a path of testing, forgiveness, love, tears, celebration, feast, death, and then resurrection. So my question is this. What posture then will you bring into Lent? Will it be all about you or will it be all about Jesus? This is not grace's journey. This isn't a religious practice. This is our personal journey of re reorienting our focus from the dust of this place, from the fact that everything we have here is going to go away to this place of treasure that awaits us in heaven. So it's a personal journey where we reorient our focus from the dust of this place to the treasures that await us in heaven. This is a time for change. It's a time for renewal, and it's a time for reconciliation. Remember this. You 
are a beloved child of God. I'm singing you this song, I'm waiting at the cross, and all the world holds dear, I'm counting all as lost, for the sake of knowing you, for the glory of your name, to know the lasting joy, even share.
sacraments are embodiments of the good news of God's word. The font is a reminder that while you may be dust, you are baptized dust. You are so precious to God that our Lord has been broken so that you might know the wholeness of eternal life. He was baptized with the baptism of death, drinking to the empty dregs of the cup God placed before him so that we might know life in all its fullness. This bread of life, this cup of blessing, are set to nourish us as a body of Christ, blessing for the world. So come, let us join in the foretaste of the meal of God's kingdom spread out for us as we are served in Christ's name. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took the bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took of the cup, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant, sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Every time you eat this bread and you drink of this cup, you proclaim the saving death of the risen Lord until he comes again. And he shall. This evening, we'll have two separate stations to partake in the Lord's Supper. We invite you to come to either station as you are ready.
pray with me now? Gracious God, we offer our thanks for the whole communion of saints witness to this feast. By this broken bread, may we each be restored for the work yet to come. By this shared cup, may we each be claimed for the proclamation of your kingdom. And at this shared table, may we be united as children of your promise, children of your word, dying and made new again, sent boldly together into the world as servants of your peace. As we go forth to serve in your name, let our days reflect the brightness of your light that breaks forth like dawn. Use us to loosen the fetters of injustice upon those oppressed by poverty, harassment, or abuse. Let us take their yoke upon us, that we may share in their burden and lighten their load. Give us the goodness to divide our plenty with those who are hungry. Free us from our love of goods and comforts so that we can take the risk and endure the rigors of service to a needy world. And on this evening, we join the nation in prayer for those in Kansas City gathering for a celebration only to be gunned down. We seek answers. We seek your will, Father. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand and join me in singing our closing hymn.
I want to invite you to remain standing through the charge and benediction. This Lent, reorient your focus from the dust of this world to the treasures that await us in heaven. Remember, you are a beloved child of God. Let your lives witness Christ's love. Let your words bring about reconciliation. Let your thoughts be of peace. Let your touch bring healing. Let your actions count for justice and be a sign of hope and the beacon of joy. Go now and may God's blessings go with each and every one of you. Amen. Amen.